This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? Thanks for uh, listening. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson. I'm here with uh, Dominic Taylor. Welcome to the show, man. How you doing? Nittis Tattoo. Um, talk about, you know, we had a great conversation yesterday, man. It, right, right. It was, uh, it's interesting to me as an artist who has been around for um, just shy of a decade, uh, got some good history in the industry. The approach that you take to tattooing and to the business is exciting to me because it's kind of opposite of what a lot of guys are doing right now, and that's very uh, niche tattooing. That's I'm going to be a letter guy, I'm going to be a portrait guy, I'm going to be a traditional guy. Right. And you look at it from an art background, you say, hey, I want to do all these different things at the highest level. Right. You know, How can I accomplish that? And how can I take on each project and incorporate the appropriate style? So I think that's way off from, it's a 90s style of thinking, I think, you know? And um, it's way off from what a lot of people are doing today. How did that come about for you? Uh, I would say for the most part, just going into tattoo shops at a young age, always seeing the flashboard. Mm -hmm. And uh, you was always forced to, to pick your tattoo from the board or, you know what I mean, that was it. If you don't like what's up there, then get the fuck out of the shop. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, a lot of times I do nothing but custom work for people. Mm -hmm. So I always wanted to make sure that you didn't have to just pick from the wall. If you had an idea or a concept that you wanted to run with, you know what I mean, it's your body, you know what I mean? It's gonna be on your body for the rest of your life. Who am I to, to dictate right. what you're gonna get? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? I just try to go with that approach and then see how me and the customer is vibing and then try to create a piece of art that can go that I'm happy with and that they're happy with as well. Well, it's cool to me that you are looking into all different aspects and different types and styles of tattooing because, you know, oftentimes an artist will take an idea from a client and say, well, I'm going to wrap that idea around this particular style. Right. Now, you're going to lose that client if they say want a complete... If you work in black and gray and that person wants color, you may lose that client. But if you can operate... In a, in a manner that you can do that color tattoo for them in the style that they want, well, you just gained a new client. Right. Um, how do you keep yourself up on being at the top level of all those different styles? Uh, I think that was the approach of how I was brought into the game. When I, when I learned how to tattoo, I learned under a very neo-traditional to traditional style. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I was uh, apprenticed by uh, Mike Can and Nate Hudson out of uh, out of Virginia. Uh, they have their own shops called Folk City Tattoo. But um, the way their style is is very neo-traditional. You know what I mean? It has some new school transitions and stuff in their in their work, but it's very clean, bold lines. You know what I mean? Full of color. And they told me that in order to get to the realism, to get to all the the crazy tricks and you know what I mean the things that you see these guys do in this game you have to know the basics right you know what I mean you can't do anything without knowing the basics well that comes I think that mentality also stems maybe from your art background right? right we talked about it last night you have to know the basics to be able to know what 
rules you can bend with the bases. Right, 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 right. It's the rules that you can bend, the rules that you can break, you know what I'm saying, and the ones that you better not mess with. You, you, know, know, what I'm saying? you know when that has to be, uh, when those can be done. Right. And how far you can push them, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, so it's exciting to me to see that, you know, somebody that is um, still kind of, not that you're young in the game because you've got time in, you know what I mean? But you're young enough to where you didn't go through that 90s mentality of, like, street shop. Yeah, no, um, I, I still got a lot Not to as learn. hard. <laughs> no, yeah. Not as hard, right? There, by the time that you were tattooing, there was that idea of custom custom tattoos, right? right? right. Um, and it's, it's cool to me that you've not only learned from the history... Right. right, what was before you, but you're taking advantage of the future, right, and right. and implementing those things that are going to work in tattooing now, and allows you to do that, right, right? allows you to tattoo at the highest level, um, uh, no matter what style you're in. Right. Well, I mean, there's a lot of uh, advancements that's out now. You know, what I mean, and that goes with the times of today, and the technology that's out. You know, there's more ways that you can you can tattoo at, at more lengthier times. You know, there's ways that you can you can get these type of colors that you, that you have in mind, or you know, what I mean, if you see a picture, you can get th that type of mixture or set your palette to, to match that. And back then, they didn't have that, you know. So that that goes with it too. You know, that goes with being set too. Yeah, we're we're in a we're in a time where you know companies like Eternal, companies like Fusion, right? You know, shit, companies like King, Kingpin who. Right distributes all those right. right you can go to to, to to a supply company like that and you can get any color that you want right for right. any specific project that you want and it's it's gonna work and you right. know what it is and I've found that as a as an artist like when I'm working with certain colors like blues and purples and things like that I want I don't want to have to mix in my caps yeah. you know now I've done that with certain colors I'll do a drop system of color, just like I do a drop system of of black and gray, right? Right. But sometimes it's easier, and it's con so consistent when you can just pour that color out yeah. from the bottle, yeah. right? There's yeah. a difference there, and I think that um, it's it's cool to see in the industry now this availability to color that we have. Right. Well, I mean, it takes it takes the illusion away from the guessing game. But at the same time, you, you, you get all the benefits of the guessing game. Yeah. You know, you, ha you have the right colors that you want to guess with compared to having the wrong colors that you want to guess with to make the right color. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. That, uh, you don't have to do that anymore. And that, that makes things uh, 10 times more easier. So when you're going to the approach of actually building this color up and building this tone up how you mm -hmm. want to, you know what I mean? You're getting exactly what you want, you know? Right. Does that approach, does your approach, do you think, how heavily is it influenced by the fact that you went to art college, you learned those traditional things, you're familiar with those traditional and like the artists, the greats, the masters, you know what I mean? How much do you think that influences now the way that you approach tattooing? Uh, I think that influences a lot. I mean, for me in my artwork, I'm, I'm heavily a draftsman. You know what I mean? I love to draw. I love to really shape things out. You know what I mean? Build things out through doing charcoal, doing pencil, 
you know what I mean? And then the same thing when I'm doing color pencils, when I'm doing paintings and everything like that. And it's just like, you, you, you get the joy of building that up and then learning how you can transition that into tattooing so you can build those tones up and, you know what I mean, really create the, the things that you're going for. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, do you enjoy as an artist working more with, I've seen your charcoal stuff, I love it. It's complicated. It is, <laughs> you. Um, you know, involved, uh, meaning that there is, there's a lot going on. In right. some of your charcoal stuff, in some of your black and gray stuff, there's a, there's a lot going on. Do you like to tackle that kind of um, piece with a tattoo, that larger scale piece that's going to have a bunch of different aspects to it? Or do you like more that one shot, hey, I know what I'm getting into this. It's a portrait. That's all that I'm doing. You know, what, what angle do you like to take with it? Uh, I like to go, I like a challenge. Mm -hmm. I, I very much like a challenge. I'm very ambitious yeah. when it comes to creating a piece, you know. Um, I fell in love with detail. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Through art school? Yeah. I mean, even before art school, you know what I'm saying? When I was drawing, like, nin Ninja Turtles and everything like that, like, my first thing I wanted to go to was either I wanted to draw their eyes, you know what I mean, to show how mad they were before they were about to whip Shredder's ass. Promotion. Or, or, exactly. or the, the, the um, emotion in it. Right, right, right. Or, or I wanted to focus on the weapons because they're about to, like, whip his ass with these weapons. So, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, the, you, you fall in love with the details, and it, it's hard. It's like yeah. when you're tattooing, you want to go straight for the eyes if you're doing a portrait. You know what I mean? Because that's gonna get that's gonna give all the character. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm drawing, like I want to go straight for like whatever your eye is gonna go to. You know what I mean? And that's a lot of detail. People yeah. focus on that. Yeah. Did you get into? Uh, are you into the digital stuff? The the Wacom tablets and and the Cintiq. Um, I, I I creating do, I creating do deal art with that stuff a lot. Um, I have my 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 times when I want to do digital paintings but for the most part like I love creating that shit with hand mm -hmm. you know what I mean so it's just like you're not going to catch me for the most part you know what I mean doing a digital painting like that I, I like to knock it out like I set myself mm -hmm. up how I want the composition is digitally sometimes mm -hmm. but for the most part I love creating I love the the, the act of do you doing find it. that once that creation's done that it's because um, a lot of guys will create something let's say on paper they'll scan it or they'll photograph it and put it into these um, this program and they'll utilize that program to make a stencil do you right. find that there's um, I personally think that there's going to be benefit as this technology gets more inexpensive and it and the learning curve goes down and there's guys that are teaching people how to use it um, and, and it's available it's available now but right. I think it'll become more utilized and oh definitely definitely I mean when I, I mean I do a lot of my tattoos like that now I'll, I'll set everything up digitally just so I can see how you know what I mean how this is going to lay next to this you know what I mean it helps you out with the color you know what I mean it helps you out with with just planning everything yeah. and knowing how you want your details to fall what what you want to draw on the customer so the, the stencil isn't just static sitting on the person's skin. Yeah. You, you find your ways to draw around that with the markers and everything like that. So it's, it really becomes a work of art. Right. You know, and I think those type of things that you, you appreciate, those are, that's what you're going for. Talk about your early time tattooing, man. Like when you first got started 
you know, seven, eight, nine years ago when <laughs> when you became when you got into the shop. How did you talk? Just talk about that time because, you know, for me, that was a t- that was a formal period in my life where I learned tattooing, but I also learned a lot about art. And I and I'm curious to know somebody that came from an art background how they approached that introduction to this new medium. Uh, it was a bit difficult at first. Um, I think for me, going through my apprenticeship, like. Before I even stepped to the artistic part of it, I had to get down application, te- you know I mean, taking care of your machine, knowing your machine. You know, before I could do anything, I had to come in the shop, you know what I'm saying, clean, sweep, mop, you know, have to get everybody's tubes. You know, there's about four to five artists. Each artist has 30 metal tubes, so I'm in yeah. the... I'm in there scrubbing tubes, cleaning, and predisposable, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This, when this, that shit was, dis- it's not disposable. This is yeah. all metal tubes and everything like that. So you're sitting in there, cleaning them all away. The ones that's been kind of sitting there for a little bit, you let no soak, you know, trying to get everything off. And um, it's just, I think that that part is what helps build you, yeah. you know, as the artist, because it makes you appreciate your tool yeah. and appreciate your craft that you're that you're applying to this tool mm-hmm. so you know what i mean you have to definitely go through that you know mm-hmm. it, it teaches about your instrument you know yeah i think that uh a lot of times that's lost on new artists you know that that idea of these the tools are right. so important right right it's not just you just grab any tattoo machine or you yeah. grab any ink like an astute artist can make something happen with anything that you put in your their right. hand, right? Somebody that's well versed in the craft of tattooing, but right. equipment makes such a difference. It does, it does. If you don't know how to use this shit, then you're not going to know how to. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to be able to 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 put that that picture across very easily, you know. And uh, I think that's very important. Did that come from that art school mentality as well about learning your tools, about learning your brushes, yeah, about learning yeah, your palette? I mean, you have you have to know the right brushes to choose. You have to know, um, you know, what I mean what what type of needles you want to use if you're going to be airbrushing. You have to know what type of pencils you're going to be using if you want to draw. You know, what I mean, like you have to know your tool. <laughs> yeah. You well, know? that's what I like about your shit too, man. Is yeah. you know you're you're utilizing different mediums. It's not just like. I'm going to draw this tattoo, I'm going to watercolor it, or I'm going to draw this tattoo, I'm going to airbrush it. Like, you are airbrushing, you're painting, you are tattooing, you're doing all these different things in all these different mediums, and they're enhancing, in my opinion, the ultimate goal of tattooing that client and giving them what they want. Right, right. I I definitely um, try to approach every tattoo as a work of art. You know what I mean? So if you're giving me your ideas, you're giving me your concepts, you know, I want to sketch them out, see how it's going to work the best way, see how I can pull this composition to get this message across, and then, you know what I mean, try to go at it as as it was a piece of art. You yeah. Know? We talked about that last night, you know, your approach to how you decide whether you're going to go with something black and gray, whether you're going to go with a color portrait, whether you're going to go with traditional, neo-traditional, what elements you're going to add in there. and. Right. 
um, I, I think it that development comes with um, talking with the client. Right, right, right. Well, you definitely have to talk. I mean, it's going on their body, you know, so it's just like you definitely want to make sure that you're getting the idea of what they want going across. Of course, you're going to want to throw in your little, you know what I mean, elements and stuff like that because you're the artist. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's not our bodies that we're putting on. It's someone else's. So it's just like I, I always try to disclose any kind of info, you know what I mean, things that's going to help them enjoy the tattoo that much more. How do, you, and, and how do you find those things? Uh, just just asking them, you know what I mean? Talking. A, a person that, that comes in, they know what they want. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's very rare that you have those people that come into the tattoo shop and they don't know what they want and they just want you to throw something cool up on them. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't have that liberty all the time. You well, know? It's, it's different also because you're an artist who's not specialized in one thing. So right. the, the clients that are coming to you aren't just coming to you for lettering or right. they're not just coming to you for a color portrait. They may be coming to you with an idea and they know that you're going to execute that idea right. with their elements that right. they want. They're the variables that they put on it, right. the guidelines, and you're going to be able to do that at the highest level. So. Right. Um, Again, it's it's an interesting con it's an interesting way of approaching things in this day and age, and I, I think it's cool, and I think it probably stems from that idea of art school teaching you how to deal in multiple different mediums. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. And and then just connecting with the client and finding out what they want. And if you can accomplish that in this particular medium, why not? Right. You know, I right, well, I always try to look for a fresher look. You know, what I mean, there, there's so many talented artists out here, you know, that have their own styles and stuff. And it's just like, for me to come out, you know, I don't want to come out with something that everybody has seen done over and over again. I want to have certain elements to it that's just going to make it. You know, what I mean, it's like, oh, that's something different. You know, what I mean, like, there's so many talented artists out here. You know, what yeah. I mean? Well, talking about that, tell me what it's like working with guys like uh, Flox. You're at Nittis Tattoo in San Diego, right? Right. And what's it working with the guys like that who are at the at the highest, highest level of lettering, one particular style, and uh, they obviously have their their business game going. They got the tag game going. They have their their shit together. What's right. it like, and what kind of encouragement and inspiration do you get from guys like that? Never put yourself in a box. You know what I mean? That's that's. I would I would say that's the most important thing you can learn because it's like the minute you start thinking from being in a box, it's like you're you're closing your mind off to so many things that can happen. Anything can happen in this type of business, you know. Especially now. Yeah, anything, anything, anything goes. You know, there's so many ways that you can promote yourself, and so many ways that you can reinvent yourself. Um, doing art, you know what I mean. You can do it digitally. You can do it, you know what I mean. Painting. You can do it through cars, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you, <clears throat> it, it's just so much that you can do out there. So it's just like, and now that we have the ways to tattoo it and make it look that way, mm -hmm. you know, that opens the game up to a whole other realm. Yeah. yeah. You're a big coil guy. We talked about it last night. Right. Um, you are using the Bishop Rotary, right. implementing that into um, some of your pieces. What is it about that coil that you like? Uh, or that particular tool? I mean, I would say it's the ability to have something consistent but it not 
consistent at the same time. Yeah, we talked about that, right? You know what I mean, like it, it's it, you look for that inconsistency so that you can build off of, you know, what I mean, how you want certain things to go. Or, you know what I mean? Uh, rotary is very constant. I mean, that's that was that's the point of it. Mm-hmm. So, so you definitely don't have that backing down. You can go ahead and follow through with how you want those certain transitions to, to look. But it's just something about with a coil, you know what I mean? You're you're tuning it off of sound. You know, you're really listening to every single part of it, how that capacitor is functioning with those coils, you know what I'm saying? And I was working with the armature bar, mm. you know, and, and, and keeping- sound, I think it's sound, feel, and sight, yeah, right? That's so all you it is. see, it is. like, if you know anything about machines, you can see that wave, right? Of right. that armature bar going up and right. down when it's in tune. Right. You can feel that punch to it on your thumb right. if, you, if you put your thumb on the end of the armature bar and you can hear it right, right. It, it'll get into that tune that um that you like okay that's connected yeah yeah that's i mean right. like like any any tattoo artist knows definitely when you sit there and put that power supply up just a little bit higher than you should have or it's not as high as it should be you know what i'm saying like you you know that sound and it's just like when you hear that sound then you, you know how your machine goes and how it's tuned to what particular setting that you like. Mm-hmm. It's not even about numbers. You're not even looking at numbers right. or anything like that. You're you're listening for everything. You know, and then you know you're a, you're you're able to to get what you're trying to. Some motherfuckers don't do that though. You right. know, that's an interesting concept because some a, a lot of guys right now they're like, "Oh, I want to, you know, you even see excuse me, machine builders who will put out, "Oh, this runs at 4.2 volts." you know, pushes nine liners or whatever, whatever. When that person gets that, he's going to run that at 4.2 volts every goddamn time, you know. But um, I think what is is cool about somebody like you, you, you're taking that, you're not just taking what this machine builder is saying as gold, right? Right. Now, what he says is that's a standard. That's, That's where he got that shit to work. Let's load it up with a machine and or right. with a tube and a needle and let's see where it runs in the skin right um and it may fluctuate yeah and as that thing breaks down and those needles or as those um as those springs soften as, yeah. as years yeah. go it on it, it changes, changes man it changes. and, and you that's have to know how to catch it yeah and that's the difference between um i think rotaries and coils one yeah. of the biggest right a rotary is going to run consistently now, and it's going to run consistently in 2020 the same way. Right. Right. A coil machine, you run it now, it's going to run one way. In 2025 years of fucking blasting shit on people, right. it's going to run different, and you have to know when that's gotten to a point where it's not working for you anymore. Yeah, man. You know, you got to be honest product, with yourself. Product knowledge. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? It's straight up product knowledge. If you're a, a real artist and and you're going by the craft and the trade and you know your machine and everything like that like that's the that's the biggest thing because you know how to basically deliver what you what you're trying to deliver mm-hmm. you know you can get that 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 powerful image mm-hmm. you know what i mean right there exactly how you want it because you know your machine and you know exactly how it it's delivering the process yeah. you know what i'm saying so it's like that's what you got to do yeah Definitely. What's San Diego like for you, man? What do you like? What do you like about San Diego? Uh, it's cool, man. But I mean, I'm an East Coast cat, so it's just like. Where you? Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Baltimore, in DC. Okay. And then uh, my from I started my tattoo career in Virginia Beach. 
Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I've been around a little bit, but going from the East Coast straight to the West Coast, it's consistent weather here. <laughs> yes. That's, that's for the most thing. You know, I mean, you ain't dealing with the snow like that. Mm-hmm. But I grew up in mid- in the Midwest, man, Minnesota, you know, like we talked about, and uh, it is different. you got to deal with some some bullshit. Even in the tat shop, like where I was at in Minnesota when I was working there, it's you had to you had to think about all right there's going to be 20 people walk through here they're going to be tracking in snow yeah it's yeah. going to melt on the carpet the carpet's going to be wet you know it's going to we got to clean this up you have to manage that shit right. you know it's fucking <laughs> it's different man yeah. it's different all you cats out in the midwest man i, I commend you for, for dealing with that shit on the east coast we get it easy out here in california oh, with our nice weather and shit in san diego we're talking about good weather man you know, consistent what seventies? Oh, you know, all year round. Yo, there's times there's times I throw on my shorts and then I have to throw on my Nike boots or my Tim's just to make myself feel like home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, just, just real quick, you know? What yeah. I mean? Just to remind me where where I came from. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what we do all day, every day, especially when it's cold. That's all. That's all every every person got on the street. You got on your Nike boots or you got on your Tim's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I just, talk just talk about is. that spot. You know, growing up out there, man. How was that for you? Um, what was it like? What kind of area did you grow up in? What kind of neighborhood? Um, uh, I mean, I grew up in a little bit of both neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? I was a military brat, so you know I mean, I've had the taste of city life. I've had the taste of suburb life. I've had the taste of being on the base. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've, I've been in the projects. Like, you know what I mean? I've been in a nice house. I've been in the townhouse. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Like, I had a little bit of everything, and honestly, I'm saying I'm fortunate enough to go through that because it made me appreciate, you know what I mean, the things that I got now. Right. Absolutely. You know, that military, man, that's been a big big, um, influence on tattooing, right? Right. Like, from back in the day, I came up in a a shop that was six blocks from DLI, Defense Language Institute, military, didn't matter, Navy, Marines army all those folks went there to learn language and work within their respective uh uh field and um or, or, or armed force you know and um yeah man payday for them was payday for us you know what i'm saying like it was the those cats are man shout out to the military folks because you know they're into it usually young folks who right. are you going to spend their money on drinking, partying, or tats? Right. You know, you know. Right. And it's um, I First learned a lot. First and the 15th. First and the 15th. Oh man, I loved it. Right? <laughs> I loved it. You can't go wrong with that, man. First and the 15th was payday. Yeah, for to real. See the sun coming up, you know, because you yeah. were t- you were just working. Yep. Either that, or you working for uh, right before they go on their deployment. You know what I'm saying? Get it because, done. Because usually that's where they just got those orders in. And it's either either they stay there, you know what I mean, for for that little bit of time and get tattooed, or miss their chance to get tattooed. Yeah. You know, so for for us, you know, it's a hard night, but you just cranked out a whole, you know what I mean, half sleeve, quarter sleeve, <laughs> right? Whatever it is, I mean? whatever whatever it may be. You know, enough to not to get them in trouble with uh, what they were doing, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All those motherfuckers are concerned about that. Yeah, because for real. The military started implementing a lot of uh, ideas and, and uh, policy that right. dictated tattoo. I've been through that. You know, I, I worked as uh, 
This may come to a shock to uh, you. Some of the listeners that have listened know this about my history. I worked as a cop for seven years. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, I got hired on with, I was tattooing in a spot where I needed to provide for a fam, my family. Tattooing, I was commuting into the city, and uh, I, I decided at that moment that doing something, you know, like law enforcement was going to be a better gig for me long term, right? I did it for seven years. Since I've been in, I was trying to find a way out, right. you know, and, um, you know, those, it's a, it's a whole different mentality. And I built up a whole new clientele of guys that were, that were, had money that paid for tattoos and, right. and, and it was good. And, um, it kind of, it kind of just moved right along. It was the same vein of those guys that were military folks, right, right, you know, right. and, um, uh, it's nice to find those communities of people who want to get tattooed. They have the money to get tattooed. Right. And I think, you know, it's interesting to me that guys like Rubendahl and Chris O'Donnell and, and those cats, they've fostered a professional clientele. Yeah. You know, people that aren't just, oh, I want to, you know, this tat, but people that I want this tattoo and I can pay for it. Right. You know, right. Um, as, as an artist, do you think about that? How much business are you thinking about and how much art are you thinking about? You know what I'm saying? Like that blend there of, of making sure that this is going to be a viable in 10 years for you as a career. Because that's, it's a challenge for us right now, right? We don't well, know really what it's going to be. but I, I think, I think it's, it, it goes with, um, it goes with, the, the, the time you have started tattooing, usually in the beginning of the time that you started tattooing, you know, you're focused more so on the money. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, you just probably put yourself in some kind of financial hole or whatever going through your apprenticeship for about a year and a half to two years or three years or whatever you just did, going off of tips and bullshit, you know what I'm saying? So at that point, you're already in that I'm hungry, get money mode. Like I need, I need to make this. I need, I need to feed my family and everything mm -hmm. like that. Immediate, the right. immediate right. stuff. Right, right, right. And then after you get past those first, you know, what I mean, five years or so, I think you're starting to tone it down, and it's starting to become more of the artwork. You know what I mean? You're trying to be like, okay, how can I maintain I, longevity in this? Right, right, right. How, how can I make this style that's going to work for this time and that time so the money will keep on coming in? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You're looking for that long money now. You're not looking for that short money like, yep. you know what I mean? I want to I bang these, you know what I mean, five different small palm size of your hand tattoos mm -hmm. out. You know what I mean? You're trying to bang out full body pieces that are also size of a canvas, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And I think that... Uh People need to start thinking about that, right. you know, thinking about long longevity. You can, like, there's a lot of stuff going on right now. You can get involved as a young artist. You can find your niche. You can, you can blow up. Right. But if you do that, stack your bread. Right. Buy real estate. Right. Lyle Tuttle told me that shit. Yeah. Right? He goes, work hard, buy real estate. That right. was his, that was his advice, you know, and I, I think that diversity. What I take from that is you got to diversify. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't. The days of being just, hey, I'm a tattooer. I'm gonna, you know, work walk-ins and, and do this and that and, and uh, survive are over. Right. I think. 
right. know, because there's so many people out there doing it and um, to maintain and, and, and to keep the longevity, you do have to diversify and you have to find multiple streams of, of income coming in. And uh, I, I think it's what smart artists like yourself and, you know, like guys at like Flocks, they're doing that. You know, right. they're, they're branding themselves as something and, and getting themselves involved with other folks who right. um, can support their art. Right. Well, I mean, you got to look at it as kind of just like a, like you're, you're a constant engine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And if you want to keep on going and you want to keep on staying, you know what I mean, ahead of the game and stuff like that, you, you have to, you have to advance, you know, mm -hmm. you have, you have to put yourself out there in so many ways, you have to keep on going, keep on promoting, mm -hmm. keep on creating artwork, uh, allow your, your name to be just, you know what I mean, all throughout that person's head because you're hitting them with so many things, so many different ways. If you're coming out with clothing, you're coming out with artwork, you're yeah. coming out with stickers, you're coming out right. with, you know what I mean, with campaigns, you're doing this, you know what I mean? Like there's so many ways you can reinvent yourself and, and just, you know what I mean, let people know who you are and, and you can make money off of that. Yes. I think the the bigger the audience, obviously, the more money you can make. Right, and, right. And that's what it's, it, it's not necessarily all about the money, but you have to do that. You right. know, this is a business. Right. We put food on our table through tattooing. Right. Now, tattooing is expanded, and, and, and we can now put food on our table through tattoo-related artwork and tattoo-related right. business ventures and things like that. And I think it's expanded. It's exciting because it's a dynamic time in tattooing. So, um, you it's know, like, what? It's like if, if you want us to keep on making the beautiful artwork that you love, you know what I'm saying? You got to help us, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Be able to create it, you know? And If and, they're and, not paying for it, what are you going to do? Are you going to go yeah. get a job as a graphic designer? Are you going to go get a job as a, you know somebody at Home Depot, I'm not disparaging any of those jobs. You know right. what I mean? You got to do what you got to do. Right. Like this summer, um, I'm going to be uh, getting back into some of my roots with guiding kayak tours. Right. Like I want to get involved with my community on a personal level in something that I'm also interested in. And I guided kayak tours off the Santa Cruz Wharf um, in the, you know, um, the Elkhorn Slough, which was like a bird estuary. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's good, you know? And not only does that keep my fire burning, right? creativity, create creatively, but it also gets me connected with another group of people. Right. You right. know, and most groups of people are into tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So whether yeah. that's kayaking, whether that's, uh, you know, CrossFit, whether that's 24-hour fitness, whether that's... Um, a wine club, you know, whatever, a vape shop that you hang out at, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you got to do that. And I think that's, um, it's exciting that we can turn that now. Right. Right. You know, well, we're at, we're at a time, uh, where it's a little bit more accepted. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You, you see those, those doctors and those dentists and those lawyers, you know what I mean? Creeping out of their, their suits a little bit, you know what I mean, and having yes. these sleeves, having these, you know what I mean, a little bit of neck tattoos, <laughs> just just a little bit, you know what I mean, just so you can see above their, co their collar yeah. and everything like that. But it's becoming more and more accepting, you yeah. know. I, I think we give it another 10 years and that old crew um, 
you know, the, the, the good old boys club, right. you know, in some of those industries like um, lawyers, like doctors, like, you know, the higher end right. white collar type shit. Right, right, right. That's going to be these these young cats now right. that are getting tattooed. Right. So I think we only have one or two more generations of people before things become very, very accepted. And also, we only have one or two generations more before the technology. I mean, technology is growing right now at an exponential rate. Right. You know, so we have the ability to sit down with each other, put this out to everybody on the Internet. They can gain knowledge from Dominic Taylor. They can gain knowledge from Joe Swanson. They can get inspired and push their art and, and move in a certain direction. And it's exciting, right. you know. Um, but we have to stay true to who we are as people, you know. And, and, and the more we do that, the, the more people, a certain amount of people are going to resonate with your art, I think, right? No, I um, definitely agree. Ivano Natali said it. You know, it doesn't matter if less people are resonating with your art. It doesn't make you less of an artist. Right. You know, you're still an artist, and there will be a certain amount of people that resonate with what you're doing and connect with it. And uh, as this industry grows, it's exciting to see that. Right. So um, you're in a good spot, man. You're in uh, uh, Nittis Tattoo in San Diego working with great guys. What's next for you, man? Uh, it's just to keep on building and learning, man. Uh, at this point, I'm... I'm just enjoying, I'm enjoying the whole thing, the whole, mm -hmm. the whole progression. So I'm just trying to make myself a better artist. That's pretty much it, you know. It's exciting, man. Yeah, keep on pumping the artwork out. Yeah. You know? Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it, Dominic, t sitting down with me, man. Tell everybody where they can get a hold of uh, you, where they can take a look at your artwork, and if they wanted to get tattooed by you, um, how can they do that? Uh, well, uh, the best thing is uh, go and look me up on Instagram. Uh, it's D A R T I S T zero four. Um, that's D Artist zero four. Uh, other than that, I'm at Nitty's Mission Valley in San Diego. Um, come through, book appointment, and uh, take care of you that way. Other than that, I'm also on Facebook as well. Okay. So everybody, you know, I would encourage you to go out, take a look at this guy's stuff. It is what. Um, it's solid tattooing. It, it is not only the, the past of tattooing, it's the future of tattooing. This guy's, you know, got it on lock, man. And, and I appreciate him sitting down with me. You can always find me on Instagram, OG Joe Swanson. Um, follow the uh, official Sullen uh, Radio Instagram, at Sullen Radio. Um, SullenRadio.com is where you can find all the, all the shows. I'm working on getting that stuff updated. Um, yeah, check it out, and uh, thanks, Dominic. I appreciate it, man. No, thank you. All right.